Hey everyone, and welcome to the All Elite Zone podcast on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we're here for our WCW Nitro reaction. We're on episode 13 and 14. Um, yeah, I'm currently waiting on Mr. Jacobs to get on. Uh, we are normally... There we go. How's it going? Uh, not much. How's everyone out there doing? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, am I coming in clear? Yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, as you guys know, we watched <clears throat> World War Three last Monday. Uh, is, there, is it to go home? This is the, uh, not go home, but the, uh, uh, what do they call it? Oh, the fallout from World War II. The fallout, III. yeah. Fallout. And then, then the next episode. Uh, as you guys know, World War III, Hulk Hogan made a big deal about... Even though he clearly lost, he did a good amount of course. <laughs> but Randy, yeah. Savage was, Randy Savage was the new WCW World Champion. Um, but yeah, um, I'm ready to start when you are. All right, I'm I'm pressing play, but my stream is working slow for st for some reason. So, all right, here we go. Wherever you are, I'm pressing play now. All right. Yeah, so the fallout, man, the whole thing, man. I mean, Hulk Hogan made it all about him, of course. Clearly, Good Macho job. Man was the winner. <laughs> Got to make sure he's involved somehow. And I mean, the, the rules go, I mean, if the ref doesn't see it, nothing happened. The ref didn't see Hulk Hogan get pulled out from under. He turned around, Macho Man was there. I mean. They're in uh, Salem, Virginia. I've heard of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I've never heard of Winston-Salem. Hmm. <laughs> I forget. I'm trying to remember that Mongo's dog's name. Uh, I'm going to say Pepe, but I think that was uh, that was Chavo Guerrero's horse. <laughs> uh, Bobby Hayden's got the uh, Japan flag, so yep. I'm pretty Very sure gonna be, there's going to be someone on here from Japan. I bet that he's fixing up something to do with. Oh yeah. Yeah, my internet's going up and down as well for some reason. <laughs> oh, man. And Hulk Hogan, man, I mean, his his whole over-the-top thing, man, was that whole, that whole 
the whole ending of of the show was so over the top. Hulk Hogan made it all about himself, all about himself, and that's what that I mean. That's what bothered me about it all. I mean, as a as as you know, from watching the story unfold, that bothered me. Like he was being a whiny baby, you know, <laughs> like Bret Hart and Stone Cold. You know what I mean? Oh, I guess he popped out. Not sure where he went. Oh, internet issues, I'm guessing. But yeah, let's let's uh, start off with the the opener. Oh, there he is. Let's see if uh, this works. <clears throat> and it's going up and down. Technical issues. It's it's uh, it's part of the job. Don't worry. <laughs> Another... They had this match at World of War Three. <laughs> yeah, and this is the third time that they've had this match because I had it one time on Nitro, DDP won. Second time at World of War Three, Johnny B. Bad won. Mm-hmm. There's the third, the third match between the two, and every match has been good so far. Yeah, they've had great matches, like like you know World War Three. The one of the better matches of the night was Johnny B. Bad versus DDP. That was that's probably one it of the seemed, best matches of the night. It seems it like the every it feels like 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 not even just pay per views, but like the bigger match that's supposed to happen during the night is not actually the best match of the night. It's normally right. a DDP or match or Chris Benoit or Eddie Guerrero, and even for the pay per views, like. DDP and uh, Johnny B. Bad, like they out wrestled Hulk Hogan and uh, oh yeah, completely. <laughs> I mean, I felt the World of War Three was very unique. You, you won't ever, you don't see that anymore. That I wish AW would do that, the uh, Forbidden Wars, and have they yeah. from like like a hundred wrestlers in three rings. Then AEW guys, promotions. AEW yeah. guys, New Japan guys, Impact guys. Oh. And see, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing with this whole with this whole thing, I mean, it's, it's the, the the rubber match. You know, DDP's got to win his girl back. You know, you don't win this time. I see it. <laughs> I mean, Johnny yeah. B. Bad, the good guy took the took the bad guy's girl, and now the bad guy's trying to win the girl, the good guy's heart, or the good girl's heart. To tell us all this time. <laughs> Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you're coming in good. All right. Yes, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's, it's you know it's an old tale. You know, you took my girlfriend, and I got to fight to get her back, you know? It was kind of like that with Edge and Matt Hardy, but it's kind of... That was real that life. Was, <laughs> see, I like storylines like that, like long, 
like that can go long term stuff like that yeah. that would keep you interested because it was of course it, it, and it was real life mm-hmm. but, like to me that's one of the best wwe feuds of all time yeah because it was so real that was yeah and like all their matches steel cage match the SummerSlam match it's one of well, those stories where the bad guy won. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they feud for at least half the year. Yeah. I know Edge beat the favorite, crap out of him most of that. <laughs> I like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Their feud on the best. Yeah. Like they would feud yeah, for a few. Like they would feud for a few months, then cool it off, and they go back. Right. Kind of like how CM Punk and MJF should have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, HBK, you know, HBK was always better than Triple H. Everybody knows that. Oh, I don't want to show him. I want to see the ring, not her. That was a good <laughs> yeah, move. They, they spent a lot like, of time oh, on, on Kim. But that was a good move, too, that TGP just did. That tilt to world Yeah. I wish they'd show... There's a knockoff of Francine. I could see that too because this is nineteen because this is nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and ECW is still around, so I'm pretty sure they had Francine on their show. They're trying to create their knockoff Francine. <laughs> exactly. Not gonna work. Not gonna work. Uh, yeah. He's gonna cheat to win. Exactly. He just cheated to win. You know, his name is trying to be bad. <laughs> well, he will face. He picked up the win. Hopefully, that's it. Now, that's the thing. Now, now DDP is in the, in the place of you being, you know, you feeling sorry for him, as opposed to you wanting to, see, you know, you wanting to see him get his ass kicked. And so that's the way they play. I mean, the way they play that storyline was pretty clever, actually. So now, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You know. Oh, of course he was. No, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Uh, first, yeah. I mean, that was complete heel tactic. But you know, the manager throwing the assist in, and then you know, using the re- you know the referee had his back turned. It was perfect. It was a great distraction and great you know heel move. And she pulls the chains out of the roses. I mean, on paper, that's heel. <laughs> But in the storyline, Johnny B. Bad is supposed to be the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now when everybody's feeling sorry for DDP, and this is kind of when DDP, DDP slowly went to that face turn. And about a year later, NWO came through, and, and DDP rejected the NWO's offer, and that kind of cemented his, you know, him being a babyface in WCW forever. Yeah, that's when he really took off as a singles guy. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks for watching, David. Thanks uh, for watching, man. Appreciate DDP, it. DDP was John Bay was always good. Yeah, all their matches were good, man. Now, you'll get a little in and out there. Yep. 
But you were never disappointed when you watched them wrestle. I mean, they always put out great matches whenever they were doing it. And with the storyline that they have going, I mean, you know, with with the double twist, you know, uh, no, no, with the double turn. I mean, I mean, it's not official that he was a heel, but I mean, you look at that. That was a heel tactic. So, you know. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, all I was going to say was uh, the first two matches were good. I don't know about that match. Like That was really just focusing on her. The, whole, the camera was all on her the whole entire time. So Yeah, it's like she's the centerpiece of the storyline, pretty much. But the other two good matches were good. And really, she's manipulating but they, both of them. But they could, but they could have put a five star match on that match. No, no problem. Right. I'm curious to see where this, where that goes, though. There's always controversy with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Like how's it, like how has not anyone noticed that in those w like I know. every contrary I mean, everything <laughs> and the real controversy is how Hulk Hogan, you know, kind of kind of, you know, ran over you know, new talent as far as the later days with WCW to try to, you know, make sure he was booked on the top. And it was like that with a lot of the older, the older wrestlers. They would always, they would kind of hold the younger ones down and be like, you know, trying to, trying to hold on to their spot, you know, as opposed to trying to guide them. As you know, well, nowadays you see people in AEW, in AEW, you know, some of the old legends in the back. You know, guiding, guiding them along, actually helping them along. Whereas back in the old days, you know, the old wrestlers wouldn't even do that shit. You know, they'd beat the hell out of you first, then they'll teach you some stuff. Oh, that sounds like Hangman Good right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I have some experience in the wrestling business, I guess, as being a referee. And if someone, like, they might have been a big name, but like anyone who, has more experience than me trying to give me advice. And if mm-hmm. I would have said, uh, I just don't take advice. I'm good. I would have got yeah. punched right there. I would have got cussed out so bad. It would not have that been pretty. That is kind of disrespect, if you ask me. I would have had to run the ropes for an hour nonstop. Yeah. Got cussed out. And for Hangman, hey, the top is, I don't agree with Punk saying that he hasn't done anything in the business, but True. Um, I, I don't agree with that either. But for, but for him to say that, and he's in a higher position as as me, mm-hmm. like he should be grateful that he's got to that point. Exactly. And taking any <laughs> advice he can get. I mean, yeah. Case in point. He, case. He, here's an example. Like no oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say like. He's lucky to even like at least people's caring about his work. Like right. notice, I mean, it'd be something if no one was giving you advice. Exactly. If they if they're taking time to give you advice, you mean you should listen. I mean, great. You know, case in point, like I may not agree with Jim Cornette and everything he says, but if he's if but if I was in the business and he sat down and gave me some advice, 
I would I would get you I would lend an ear to it. I'd listen. I'd give it a day in court. I wouldn't just I wouldn't just blow it off because the dude's been he's been in the, in the business for decades. He may he may know what the hell he's talking about here and there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not gonna just shut him down because he's a no conjure, you know. Yeah, there's some things I don't agree with Jim Cornette, but I mean if he if someone's noticing you, you you take full you, you take the opportunity. Like if no one's even noticing your work and they don't care, yeah, then you're doing something, you're doing something wrong. And if people's wanting to give you advice, people's watching you. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing that a bully race said. Well, it was different. They're talking about different things, but Sasha Banks was mad about fans asking for for like her autograph and stuff at the airports mm-hmm. and stuff. And bully race said that you should be like like you should be worried when there's no fans wanting your autograph. Right. You should be worried. It's kind. Of, it's, it's kind of a different thing, but kind of the same meaning. Like, mm. It's true. <laughs> you see that choke so, slam is kind of like like my Jack used to do. Yeah. Is the uh, is the is the woman coming out on your end? Uh, the women are—they've been wrestling for a while now. On my end, what's that? So the women been wrestling for a little bit. In my on my end, and the the women in the blue just got through tossing the women in the red around. I'm I'm forgetting their names. <laughs> Tom, sixteen oh. I think I had a commercial one. Oh, probably yeah. <laughs> Sixteen oh four. And now it's sixteen sixteen. All right, it should be. Yeah, I should be there. I don't know. Oh. The one uh well, kinda. They're, they're they're doing moves that Kenny Omega did nineteen ninety that doesn't nineteen ninety five. Yeah, I mean <laughs> these women are killing it. Oh, oh that Oh, it was a bit of a botch there. Heard if she moved. But you'll notice it when it comes up. There was a little bit of a botch. <laughs> Oh. oh, back out. He's having internet issues tonight, folks. Please bear with me. Yeah, but these ladies have been killing. They killed it on the pay-per-view. And I guess they're, they're, they're having another go-around for some reason. But, I mean, I'm not complaining. It's a great match. Double suplex. Tagging off the top. Splashes onto both of them. That was awesome. Oh, oh, she almost dropped her right on her head. And breaks up the tag. That was nice. I'm telling you, these women are big, these women are killing it. Uh oh, Hurricane Rana. 
We go with a tag off the top. She misses. <laughs> no. <clears throat> with the oh, Northern Light Suplex with the bridge. That was dope. <clears throat> that could have been the finish right there. Like that, was, like it was fixing to be up. Yeah. No, these are casual fans. Like everyone's like, there's a few people wearing a wrestling shirt, but everyone's just wearing normal clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurt. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a very good match, David. Yeah, this is awesome, man. They killed it on the pay-per-view, too. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a, there was a match like this in the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Very, very same match, pretty much. Yeah, it was a tag match. I'm not sure if these were the same ones, but. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. She's going to be filling that one. Oh man, that that didn't look that didn't look comfortable at all. It's kind of like oh, a that landing. I mean, that they landing looked her. kind of. Oof. The one that blew kind of caught her, but kind of didn't. Well, she caught her, but she still landed pretty hard. I'm pretty sure she felt that in the morning. Oh yeah. That she's gonna play for a few weeks. <laughs> Close. Oh. When the pink comics, they go uh, Kyrie Zane, Kyrie Zane, and NXT. Very mind you, mind you of her though, for real. Like look, her style, the uh, the move set, it reminds you, it reminds you of her. Sarnora got the win. Hey, these those women killed it though, man. Like I said, the one in the blue became a golfer eventually. She lost a bunch of weight and became a professional golfer. Did you hear Bobby Heenan? Sarnara. Yeah. I like when he says that. The double missile dropkick was pretty dope. I like that one. There's a fisherman brain buster. That was cool. Fisherman brain buster in the match. That was pretty dope. You don't see fisherman brain busters used that often, but when they are used, it's pretty cool. Is he more as versus Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan? He looks like Hollywood Hulk Hogan right there. <laughs> Can't help but call him Hollywood when he looks like that. Saturday night. That, man, that brings back memories, though, man. Watching Saturday night. I had to I make sure I had to be home. I'll be playing outside all day on Saturdays. I had to make sure I, I was home to watch WCW Saturday night. It's 6.05, not 6 o'clock, but it had to be five minutes after for some reason. I never got that. I never understood why I was 6.05.
Oh, he's back out. He'll be back. He'll be back, folks. He's having some technical dis issues tonight, so please forgive that. I mean, honestly speaking, I always I kind of thought the humorous character was kind of cool because of the name and the whole gimmick. And I mean, the guy could you know can legit wrestle. I kind of thought it was funny. I mean, humorous. But I remember whenever he changed his name to a huge huge erection. I remember that. Was that the filthy animals? I think it was filthy animals. Him. Ray Mysterio, Chavo, Eddie. I've never really been a big Coke Hogan fan, honestly speaking. I mean, I was more into the madness than Hokamania. I was more of a Macho Man fan. That's just me. I mean, if you want to be a Hulkamaniac, that's your business. But <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I'd rather be a warrior than Hogan, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I would prefer I would prefer Warrior over over Hogan, and I'm not even the biggest Warrior fan either. Honestly, I couldn't stand the Warrior, but I I was more of a fan of his than I was of Hulk Hogan's. <laughs> It's like the lesser of two evils in my mind. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, the whole country, you know, quote unquote controversy. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, make the booking all about Hulk Hogan. It's all got to be about Hulk Hogan and that belt going back to him eventually. He looks like he just stepped off a set of Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> hmm. Is Hulk Hogan actually trying to wrestle? He's trying to do some moves now? <laughs> wow. He's actually trying to do some moves. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Bobby the Brain Heenan with the jokes. <laughs> oh, I love Bobby the Brain on commentary. Yeah, he, he never fails to make me laugh. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, I hope that's the last time it happens. There's a cooking biting them now. That's gross. <laughs> I've always thought that was gross when they bite in wrestling matches. It's like, yeah, man. <laughs> that yeah. and putting fingers in each other's mouths and stuff like that. It's just, ugh. Like the Britt Baker's finisher. That that's like one of the grossest moves. But she puts she puts gloves on, so at least she's clean about it. <laughs>
I'm not sure. I'm not sure why Hugh Morris was involved with the whole Dungeon of Doom and trying to take down Hulkamania. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what a Coke Hogan ever did to him, because I always thought that everybody in the Dungeon of Doom had an axe to grind with Hulk Hogan for some reason or another. You know, but it could be me. I don't know. <laughs> you missed the moonsault. It looked like a. It looked like a. Like a head, like a like a backflip head, but if you looked at him, because he landed like it was like he was doing a head, but he totally missed him with the with the with the with the backflip. And as cheesy as that hoking up is, man, people love it. Hits him off the ropes, hits the leg drop, bounce off the rope, leg drop for the big boot, and then hits him with the leg drop. It's a pretty formula Hulk Hogan match. It's pretty standard. Same match that you've seen for decades. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I've never been a big fan of Hulk Hogan's, so I just didn't get it. I wasn't into that. But I always stuck the Macho Man because he was unpredictable. You didn't know when the dude was going to snap. You didn't know when he was going to go off. He was always thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah. He was always a cream of the crop. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've never been into the Hulkamania thing. You know, don't get me wrong. I respect what he's done for the business. I mean, he's made he's made a lot of people a lot of money. But he's also not the best person in the world. So I never really, I never really subscribed to that. We got a tag team match coming. So I've always liked the dynamic between Sting and Luger because Luger was always the heel out of, out of the two. You know, Sting was always the good guy. And, you know, who, 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 uh, who tried to see the good in everybody, including Luger as far as, you know, a friend. And Luger never really had... Things best interest at heart, as far as you know, kayfabe goes, and I mean that whole dynamic was always interesting. It's like nowadays you look at Keith Lee and Swerve. That's kind of how they're doing it these days, you know. Keith Lee being the Sting, and you know Swerve being the Lex Luger, you know. If you if you really think about it. I remember whenever Macho Man first came to WCW, I thought I was like, I was like, oh shit, it's going down. And like I, I was thinking clearly, clearly in my mind, I was, I was like, okay, this is gonna be Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man, you know, going down for the belt in WCW, and eventually it ended up that way. But like I said, I was more of a Macho Man fan. He stood out more. I thought he was a, the better athlete. 
and I mean legit, he is the better he was the better athlete. I mean, if, if Macho Man wasn't wrestling, he would have been playing baseball, you know. Hope Connor's all right. He hasn't been back on. Well, we've probably had to restart everything. Oh, I see what you did there, Macho Man. I see what you did there. Maybe a bit of excitement. Step it to a slim gym. I ain't gonna lie. One of the main reasons I started eating Slim Jims because Macho Man started appearing on his commercials. Before that, I'd never heard of Slim Jims. Then he started promoting it, and I was like, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta try that out. Turns out it's pretty good beef jerky. Oh, here we go, Hulk Hogan again. Let me tell you something, brother. I have a fraud, brother. <laughs> The ref didn't see it, man. Everybody else doesn't matter. The ref matters. He's the one that has the deciding factor. Here we go. Hulk Hogan out here bitching about everything again. Uh, what time stamp are you at? Uh, right now I'm at 32.04. And Hulk Hogan just came out during Macho Man's promo bitching about his loss. <laughs> I've seen the... Uh... Giving them my internet was like enough. I had to reboot the whole thing. I uh, mm -hmm. got a commercial too. Um, from what I was saying, the match it was all Hulk Hogan, really. Which would it, which would it was gonna be, pretty much. Yeah, Morris, yeah. Hulk Hogan totally won. Of course, Hugh Morris wasn't gonna win, but <laughs> it, it is what it was supposed to be. So, so far, the winner of the best match of this, of this episode is the uh, women's. Yeah, that's probably the best match so far, yeah. And right now, Hulk Hogan came back outside to complain more about his loss during the Macho Man's promo, and the Giant comes out and attacks both of them. <laughs> mean Gene is gone. Oh, chokes them with the concrete. Every Hulk Hogan segment, he's the, he, every, he's the most controversial person. That's got to be about him. He's got to be in the middle of it all, brother. Morris. If you get uh, what's your time time again? Again. Uh, right now I'm at 3320. And the giant and Hulk Hogan are in the ring. And Macho Man, or Sting, I think. Sting is coming down to rescue Hulk Hogan from the giant. What happened here? Well, this is during the Macho Man's... I, I'm, no, I don't think so. It's during the Macho Man's promo, and Hulk Hogan interrupted to complain about his loss, and the Giant came out and attacked them both. And well, the Sting came out to rescue Hulk Hogan. What well, you see where it was like the VHS thing? Yeah, that. Yeah, and they cut off the tape. That, I guess that was supposed. I guess it wasn't supposed to happen. He just elbowed the ref. <laughs> he just I elbowed the referee. <laughs> Cause no, like when a when a bad weather and stuff back then, I used to do that. So going using the super safe, the super safe hit chair shots. Sting. Watch how yeah. he hits him. Watch out! Watch how Hulk Hogan hits the giant with the chair. He just taps him right on the head. 
Just a little tap. A little love tap. Ah, oh, so sloppy. <laughs> what a little the tap. Heck is this? <laughs> I was watching a match the other day that has something like this. Oh, it was a. Uh, Bailey and Bianca Belair. I can't. Yeah. Stand, I can't stand when they people like. Do you not know how to use a chair? If you need, if you need to learn how to use a chair, go to JBL. Those baby, those baby taps. <laughs> like if you need, especially mm. once WWE. If you need to learn a chair shot, go to JBL. He's. Oh. Yeah, he'll show you how to. He'll show you how to do a chair shot. <laughs> the one on uh, Eddie Guerrero, he busted him. Ah, that so... was brutal. Hulk Hogan, yes. Oh, I don't know about this. Let's stop. You're just making wrestling look bad. Sting just takes the <laughs> chair and yeah, good. Sting's trying to back him away so he won't embarrass himself anymore. Uh. <laughs> that's a slap. Oh man, that's laughable. Stupid. Like thinking back on this, like why was this much money spent on Hulk Hogan? Probably because of the popularity. Yeah, they're riding the popularity. They suck as a wrestler. Uh, he was he was a drizzling. <laughs> he was not. I mean, he 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 had a few moves. He had a little bit of moves in, in his move set. He really didn't have much. But it was like his his size and his care, you know, and him being so charismatic that got him over. It was not his wrestling. Got flying Brian and double A. And this is when yeah. Flying Brian was going in, he's, he was slowly going into his his loose cannon character. You can see it happening. It was very subtle. Hey, bitch. Oh, oh. Something's always going on on Nitro. <laughs> it always goes around Hulk Hogan. They should have seen him turn on going with NWO a year ago. Mm, that's a thought. <laughs> I'm sure it's not coming. Probably no one. I'm curious to see if anyone pointed that out. There when he, when he turned. Hmm. Who's next? Did you get a commercial? Not yet. Main event. Shockingly, I haven't had a commercial yet in this in this stream. It's just been going. Corn Anderson and Flying Brian. Brian Pillman Jr. has got a little bit of his dad's look now. He's kind of changed up his hair again. Yeah. and They just need to break him and Griff Garrison up and put Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson together. Yeah. And have Arn Anderson be their manager. Like they were kind of teasing that on Donovan one time when they lost, and then they showed uh, Arn Anderson in the back looking at the screen, just shaking his head. Yeah. But I will say WCW had some of the best pyro. Yeah, they had awesome pyro at that time, man. And and WWE just copied them. But when WWE did it, they made it like they made your stage bigger. Big Titantron. 
Yeah, they put more money into it. I'll give them that. Then WCW copied them on that and got a big yep. time fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just copied each other. And then and that's whenever Russo went over. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, WWE copied ECW the most with the hardcore stuff. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. And hardcore was never really where I thought was never a WCW strong style. Like that was never no. there. It was more of in ring wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because Hulk Hogan's not gonna get extreme with anything, especially prime example of him using chair shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those those love taps that he calls chair shots. <laughs> no, this should be a good match. It's tag match. It is gonna be good. I should have gave it more time, but oh, that was good spine buster. Is this the main event? I think maybe the main event. Yeah, this is the uh, main event. It should be. There's only about seven minutes left on this episode. They're not going to get into the match off. <laughs> they're going to have to end this match now. And... Listen to that tag team work with, with Double A and, and Brian. Where's your timestamp? Right now I am at 38, 38. I mean, you're too far behind or too far forward? Okay, well, what timestamp are you on? I might, might need to go back because you've been having commercials. I haven't been having any commercials. I'm I'm at a thirty eight forty seven. Okay. So I don't think it's missing movies on commercials. All right, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. Yeah, because I think you've had, you've been having commercials, so you must have got a free commercial day. I guess one so. Time, <laughs> one time they did that for me before I did this podcast ad. That was a nice bulldog by Sting on the Flying Brian. Sting held him up there for a while. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> See, if Flying Brian wasn't as as agile as he was, he, you know, he would have landed on his head. Anybody else would land on Brian on their head at that moment. Now you see how he's act. See how flying Brian's acting. You can see that that loose cannon kind of 
slowly coming out. Yeah. That's what I thought was so brilliant about Flying Brian when he did that loose cannon character and how he kind of brought it out and portrayed it. I thought that was pretty cool. It had it had everybody in the wrestling world fooled. It was pretty genius. I remember one story that Jim Ross had told about Flying Brian when he was doing the loose cannon character and um I think it was Jim Ross and Vince McMahon that they went to some some TV convention to to help sell Raw to different markets, I guess, or something like that. And Flying Brian or Loose Cannon walked in acting all crazy mm-hmm. and uh, acting all crazy towards Vince McMahon and all that. And Vince McMahon didn't know what to think. He thought he was that legit insane. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, he pulls Jr. aside and says, "Hey, how am I doing?" Am I doing good? Do you think that's do you think that's good? And Jay, Jay was like, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they didn't know they didn't know he was playing up a gimmick. They they thought he was legit going insane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we go. Ric Flair. Well. Mm. <laughs> they called the match. <laughs> of course, the match that good, they wouldn't let go on TV like that. <laughs> Did Ric Flair come out on your end yet? Yeah, he came out. They got three. They just need the fourth member. Why are you gonna come out? Not even in this storyline. What do you got to do with you? You're in the Andy Savage deal. Oh, Rick for the clock, the referee. <laughs> Poor ref. He's been clocked out like twice tonight. Once by Hulk Hogan. And the- <laughs> that's the same. That's the same referee, I think, Nick Patrick. I could be wrong. It could be the same. I think that's the same referee that Hulk Hogan knocked out earlier. Yeah, Nick Patrick. He's always the one getting hit. <clears throat> he's, probably, yeah. he's probably the only one who knew how to take a bump in this time period. It's a ref. Mm-hmm. How's Hulk Hogan? Okay. <laughs> You're in another feud. You don't need to get into this feud. Because it's all about Hulk Hogan, remember? It's all about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we got to make sure like he gets been, all the TV time. I thought they'd been perfectly fine with just Macho Man popularity. Yeah. But... I don't think Hogan was really needed in this storyline, but apparently he had it in his contract. <laughs> I get top booking, brother. It would have been better to have Chris Benoit come out and establish the full horseman. Something else. No, I don't even. I don't. <laughs> I do blame Hogan. Fish off. Of course. <laughs> I 
He says enough guys on the dungeon on um, that south dungeon on the dam. <laughs> I love Mongo. Mongo is awesome. Dungeon of the dam. Oh man. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> now you see how Hulk Hogan made it all about himself. You notice how that happened? Yeah. Everybody else is fighting, and everybody else is fighting. And Hulk Hogan comes out, and now it's all about him. That's that's by design. Has the uh, like episode like ended for you yet? Yeah, it's going off right now. I have a commercial, but it's actually going to the it's next one. Okay, okay, Three, cool. Two, one. Oh. All right, Paul, I'll let you know when I'm on the second episode. Hold on, let me get there. Well, I thought I was going to the next one. Went to commercial, and it's going back to them at the commentary booth. Yeah. Now I'm going to the second one. I'm going to 14. Get out of this. I'm going to hear you talk. <laughs> All right. Wherever you are. All right. I'm ready. All right. Cool. Episode 14. This is December 4th. I'm about to be yep. in December. We're getting there to that time period, our same time period as this. Mm hmm. Birthday at the right. suite. Phoenix, Arizona. Yep, Phoenix. Oh, I, oh yeah, that's right. Cause I, I just saw, I just realized Sir Charles was in the was in the, uh, the 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 thumbnail of the video. I guess you can say for for this episode. Wait, who was on Peacock? Not on Peacock. Yeah. It was a it was him and uh, him and um, Flair. I think. Charles Barkley, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I seen that. It was like Ric Flair, and yeah. Most call him Sir Charles. <laughs> so the next pay per view we'll be watching is Starcade. I WWE brought it back just for house shows. Yeah. I hated. Yeah, that. They, they. Yeah, that's pretty much what they did. They just made it into a glorified house show, really. I I know the first time they brought it back, it was actually a good show. Uh, Dustin Rhodes was on it. Like, he wasn't. He wasn't Goldust. He came out to Dustin Rhodes and the old theme song and stuff. Arn yeah. Anderson was on it. This is like in 2016, 2017. Hmm. Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> Dungeon of Doom. Arizona. AEW needs to come. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't came to Phoenix already. Yeah, they that's haven't big, been there yet. That's a big wrestling city to go to. WWE's always hit big markets in Phoenix. 
That's surprising that AEW's never been there. They're in January. They're going all around the uh, around that area. They're going to Los Angeles. They're going to Colorado. They're going to Portland, Oregon. Awesome. And somewhere else around that area. And then they're coming back down this way. I think down the south. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty That's sure. That's awesome, man. I'm pretty sure they, they'll be coming to uh, Phoenix sometime this year. I'm assuming, Maggie, you're from Phoenix. So you didn't need to come in now. I'm assuming you're from Phoenix. Because uh, yeah, Phoenix is a huge market. Arizona is a huge market for wrestling. I remember they had a summer sound there. It was like 2011, 2012, and they had a sold-out arena. Yeah. Which AEW probably wouldn't run in the same building they would run at, but... Yeah, here in American Mills. He'll be in Colorado. Then AJ's going to Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, Fresno, California. Then they're coming back down to the south, Lexington, hmm. Kentucky. Nice. So I'm surprised they didn't hit. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't hit Arizona there. That's what I'm thinking state, too. Another state hmm. down there. But they're having a live rampage and. Bringing back Battle of the Belts, January yeah. 6th. I like Battle. I wish they would have a new name for it. I guess, I guess they have gotten an extension because I don't think they would have mm. been given permission to advertise that because they were only guaranteed four this year. So maybe they've been renewed. Oh, already. yeah. That's right. So maybe yep. maybe AEW has already been renewed, but the news isn't out yet. Mm. I wish we just just have a new name though. Like, like they had four by the belts this year. Like next, like this next year, have a new name for. Hmm. That should be a good match: the American Males versus Harlem Heat. Yeah. What happened to uh? This is a few episodes ago, but uh, uh, I forget his name. He wore the cowboy. Hat thing. Oh, Colonel Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they only lasted for one night. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Sherry had that had that whole love affair going. <laughs> yeah, it cost them the match too. Yeah. Yep. Not. Uh, I don't think it was Harlem Heat, but the uh, whoever he was managing. Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick. <laughs> Dirty Dick Slater. <laughs> that one that got over today. Today's oh, hell no. <laughs> but it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but Bunkhouse Buck was actually a pretty good wrestler. As silly as the name was, he was actually pretty good in the ring. Yeah, he had a good uh he had a he had a good bulldog. Yeah. Like one of the best officer. Mm-hmm. This episode already looks better than the previous episode. Mm-hmm. The last episode was 13. This is 14. 
Ooh, nice sidewalk slam. Tough Bagwell. He was very young this this time. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get a. I think I've talked about about this before. Having Beth Bagwell and Sky Riggs on here at the same time for an interview. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. I would I would not mind that. That'd be kind of cool. Because I, like I, I don't know if they've spoken to each other or not, but that'd be kind of cool to have them both on. I don't think it's, if they have, it's been years since they've done a like an interview together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here he is. <laughs> Eric Bischoff said, what is this maniac doing out of here? <laughs> well, you know, we don't know. <laughs> He's come to give a gift to his son, Bell. I think that's uh, Stevie Rich. Not Stevie Richards, uh, Stevie Ray. Uh, Stevie, I can't tell the difference between him and Booker T sometimes. Yeah, Stevie Ray's the bigger one. As far as like size, Stevie Ray's the bigger the bigger one. Well, whoever's in there with Scotty Ridge right now, they got great chemistry. Right now, that's uh, right now that's hold on, let me, let me just get the camera back on. That's that's Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray and Scott Riggs got pretty, pretty good chemistry. Yeah, like they like they already know what they're what each each of them is going to go for before they even do it. Yeah, I don't want to see this. Well, Colonel Parker got Sherry Sherry a present. <laughs> I got you a little something here. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to cost them the tag titles? I don't know if this is for the tag titles, but. Funny if they lost her. Oh, but taking her eye off the ball. That's how it happened last time. <laughs> you watched him lose tag titles. If this is for <laughs> uh, David, did you guys hear about all this? Yeah, he. Uh, I didn't know he was still with NWA because I don't even watch NWA, but. He's um, I guess January is when his contract expires and he's leaving. But hmm. he he put it out there himself. And like hours later, NWA suspends him just for talking about it. I guess. I really, know. they just they suspend him for talking about it. Yeah, just basically saying that he's taking bookings and and stuff. And then, like, he was supposed to be at their like their next pay per view. Like, I was supposed to be his last event, like for them, but they canceled him. He was off the show. Then he even even put out a tweet saying, "Sorry to the fans that he wouldn't be there. It's not his choice. He's not going to be there." I mean, do you think it's right that he should get suspended for talking about it? <laughs> no, he, he's only got a month and a half until January. <laughs> What's the point of that? That's, that's stupid. Really they want to stay with them. They took all they have on you, I guess. I don't know. I could honestly unless, unless like, he had you know like a no get, you know, uh, go ahead. Uh do you do you know who Nick Aldis is? Yeah, I know who he is, yeah. I would I, I think he would be best in WWE, honestly. Like they're kind of yeah, style. He... 
Like they're his kind yeah, of style. Yeah, he comes off more WWE. Like I more their style. He's like Cody. Like his style fits. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if Tony Khan signed him to Ring of Honor exclusively. Like, uh, I've never seen a fan throw up the middle thing on WCW. Who is that fan? <laughs> <laughs> Who yep. is that? It wasn't him. It's not Stone Cold. <laughs> it wasn't the person they're showing, but it was a fan behind him that. Yeah, I see it. Finger. Yeah. They, they caught it. To? They caught it right on time, too. I think it's just a random fan. I'm not sure who that is. Because they were showing this one, like that one. Oh, guy. that's a basketball player. Yeah, that's uh, AC Green. No, AC Green. What? Damn it. That's not his name. I forget his name. AC <laughs> Green was a football player, I think. I'm getting confused, but that's a basketball player. That's that's who that was. Perm Phoenix, Arizona. So, assuming from the Phoenix Suns. Hey, if, if, if Charles Barkley's on this, I'm pretty sure it's from. He's a basketball player. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's a basketball player. I'm just getting slipping. I'm slipping up on his name. <laughs> but yeah, Nick Aldis, maybe ROH exclusive, but I, I could I see him going to WWE. Yeah. Well, you never know. He might go to Impact. His uh, wife's there. Uh, Mickey James is there. So. That's true. And I thought she retired, but I guess she's still going. Yeah, apparently. Well, I don't watch Impact, but the last, the last I heard that, if she lost one more match, she was going to retire. And I don't think she's lost too much. So. <laughs> huh, I'm about to say, because she said, she said, this whole thing about her retirement has been happening for a while now. She hasn't retired yet. <laughs> I suppose she hasn't gone back to WWE. Isn't Triple H? Uh, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. I mean, I mean, I could probably see it happening with Triple H taking over, but I, I don't know. I think WWE left a bad taste in her mouth, though. I wouldn't want to go back there either. I think she will. They put her stuff WWE. in trash bags, you know. Yeah, they fired that guy. He he was. That, that was cold, beat. man. One. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, it was the same guy that was on total that was on total divas and everything. The same dude that was backstage with them. He was the one that kind of had that idea of doing that stuff. And that was cold blooded, man. Hey, you know, you fire somebody, okay, get it. I get it. You know, you fire them, but to put their stuff in trash bags and send them on their way, that's messed up. Apparently she wasn't the only one, like, but she's the only one that voice voiced out. Well, good for her, man. I mean, somebody needs to say something. That's cold-blooded stuff, man. I mean, it's bad enough you're taking their livelihood away, and they ain't going to throw their stuff in trash bags. I wouldn't go back. Exactly. I wouldn't go back either. <laughs> I got a commercial. Of course I do. Yeah, let me know when you're back. I got it paused. <laughs> All right. Because apparently I'm not getting commercials tonight on my on my peacock. So, <laughs> watch next Monday. You have them, and I don't have them. Right. <laughs> but that first match was a good match. That was a nasty finish too. He landed right on his face, his knee. Yeah. It did I not look comfortable. Like that was an actual good match. They gave it a decent time. Yeah. God, I'm ready. Cool. 
next match is uh before it was on commercial was sting and um a japanese guy there mm-hmm. so i thought it was this is what aw used to do well I, yeah i guess they kind of still do like uh tony shivani sometimes is a uh a ring i uh interview on the ring stage yeah and renee young does it mm-hmm. uncle <laughs> it was got them on nerves that Lex Luger would just stand there and flex for no reason. Like, we get it, dude. You got muscles. We get it. <laughs> Stop flexing on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Mia Yim is back on WWE now. Hmm. She, yeah, she's on Raw tonight. Oh yeah. And then someone put me Yuma's back and got no crowd reaction whatsoever. Are you kidding me? Unfairly. I don't know what she's doing. I, I seen I would a picture. Rather see her with her husband though. I seen a pic picture of it and like it, like it had her come from the. Uh, from the like outside, but in the corner I could see Damian Priest. So I guess she's gonna go with AJ Styles and Gals Anderson. Oh, okay. So she okay. I guess that's the four and four they're setting up. Okay, so they need an equal to to combat um to combat uh what's her face? Um Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Ripley. Yeah. Makes sense, I mean, good, but at least they're putting her in a good spot. Yeah, she's definitely gonna get TV time now. I mean, hell. But it doesn't matter who WWE does. Like, what kind of match they do? Like, their crowds are always dead. Always dead. Yeah. They truly lost the fan. Like Vince McMahon truly lost the fans for WWE. Like when you watch it, like it's not like AEW. Like, mm-hmm. like AEW, like the fans chant whatever they want, really. Yeah. But in WWE, it's kind of forced. Like they pump chance into the crowd and they just go along with it yeah like if, if you watch AEW and wwe you can tell that the AEW fans are more into it than what wwe fans are because yeah i don't know AEW just has that excitement that wwe which is, is, is like they're getting that back slowly but mm-hmm. they've done pushed away fans for so much and they don't believe them now true but like it's hard it's hard to believe that I get bigger ratings, and I don't know. I mean, most of their money is most of their money is from merch and marketing and different stuff like that. I mean, I don't know how they get good ratings, and their fans can't. Fans aren't into it. <clears throat> and AEW doesn't get the ratings they get, and they get a better crowd reaction. True. Should be going. <laughs> I don't make sense. Should be the other way around. And the thing right. is, I've been to enough. I've been to enough WWE shows that I can tell you that a lot of times they have people playing in the crowd to start chants, and yeah. like they have a group of people sitting in one side of the one side of a section, and they'll start chants, and all of a sudden everybody else they'll, they'll jump into that chant, like they'll pretty much start the chant off. Like people that work for WWE, they'll start the chants. 
And sometimes yeah, that's one of the things I found out years ago. They have to have like these uh, sound things, and sometimes if that doesn't work, they like they pre-record other chants mm -hmm. and they use them so more people. That's just yeah. That's that's desperate. Yeah, AEW doesn't. Yeah. Need, AEW doesn't even have to do it. We're mm -hmm. the bigger company. There is a bigger company. So yeah, I, like I mean, this. think about it. I mean, there are people out there that are hired to hired to cheer at a WWE show. I, mean, I remember job at, uh, to cheer. <laughs> like 2014, 2015, when uh, Impact was really going down here. Like they paid fans to mm -hmm. to be at the show, like just to be there. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's bad. <laughs> you got to pay fans yeah. for your show. You're not making no money back. <laughs> right. I like crowds like this, 1995, because most of them, well, besides ECW fans, all of them thought everything mm -hmm. was real life. Yeah. I don't know, ECW fans may have thought everything was I mean, real. it's back at that time, I mean, ECW was like, was like legit to, to a lot of people, I mean. Oh, yeah, it wasn't anything that's ever happened before in that time period. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty decent match. Good technical match. Yeah. I love how he's working Sting's arm, man. That looks brutal. Hold on one second. You don't have to pause or anything. I'll be right back. All right. Stinger spots. Scorpion Deathlock. Probably here in Saranara. Sting picks up the win. Picks up the win with the uh, Scorpion Deflux mission. All right, I'm back. That was a pretty decent match for. It's, it's definitely better than Hulk Hogan and Hugh Morris. Yeah. We got Stinger Splash and won by Scorpion Deflux. That was a pretty nice match, though. Honestly, I, I enjoyed it. For what it was, this show is definitely but, better than the previous episode, and like this definitely got more time than Hogan. But it, like yeah. normally in every Hogan match, there's always a story to build after or before. Normally after someone comes out, like yeah. no, every Hogan match, something's going to happen to build up a feed. Normally, yeah, it's usually pretty consequential. Start. I miss commercials like this, like promoting a pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, at the time, Starcade was like WCW's version of WrestleMania. It was their, it was, that was their granddaddy of them all, you know. Well, it's like it's their forbidden door, too, because 
just advertise New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers and WCW wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> Got a commercial. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what it is. I don't get, I get commercials. And... All right, I paused it, so just let me know when you're back. Look at the commercials aren't too long. So I remember one time I got a two-minute commercial. <laughs> yeah, they can be pretty long, like those MTV commercials, are like 10 minutes long. Yeah, at least I think they listened to me when I said about certain commercials that I'm a guy. I don't need some commercials because I'm not going to buy that stuff. Because <laughs> right. I, I, I haven't gotten any anymore. After I said that mm. stuff. All right, I'm back. All right. I'm going to look back on uh, Peacock see if they got these WCW Saturday nights. Cause I'm they, sure like, they, they do. Because when I looked, they only had three seasons and only two episodes per year. Because hmm. a lot of these matches look good. Yeah. Kind of like their I think, I think they do still. I think they do have them on there. You just got to search. Just got to search long and hard for them. They're there, I'm pretty sure. Because when I looked it up, it was... It was months ago. Hmm. I have to go back. I, I know they have everything of WCW, like night, uh, nitros, uh, pay per views. Mm-hmm. Scott Flash Norton. He's actually really oh, nice. Oh, man. He's actually a really nice guy. I met him. He was legit, too, man. can't remember what, uh, when I met him, but he uh, I have this WCW flag. I would uh, hang it up behind me one of these times, but he That'd signed cool. it. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I didn't, uh, I didn't pay. Like, I know he pre-purchased my people, but I didn't pay to meet him. But he saw my flag and just signed it for free. He just took it and signed it and took a picture with him. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Uh, Kevin Sullivan did the same thing. Like, they were right near. Like, their booths were right next to each other, and they signed it. And they announced for new money, so he signed it and took a picture with him. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Stand up guys right there. Yeah. And they were getting a lot of people too in their lines. So they were making money. <laughs> It'd be something if uh, Kevin Sullivan took over the Dark Order. That would be pretty cool. He kind of reverted to his old character that he had way before WCW. He's kind of like this demonic character that worship. He's kind of like a devil worshiper. It was him and woman back then. It was a long time ago. Like with like with today's production, and like how like how good their House of Black stuff is, they can make that. Yeah. Scott Shout out to whoever. And shout out to whoever did that promo, man. That 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 one segment with the House of Black that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, they they went top notch on that. Like WWE's stuff doesn't touch their video packages. Like WWE right. does, like only with Bray Wyatt. It seems like they really do good with that kind of stuff. But but like even like even their House of Black stuff beats any Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Feel package. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
There's a dog he's running in and out back here behind me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Every match is getting its time in this episode. We had three matches. Yeah. We've only... I still got plenty of time. This is third match. <laughs> so at least... Because normally it's only four episodes. Ugh. <laughs> See, that's one thing I remember about, about Norton was that, you know, he... <laughs> He could have went like for a serious, huge push at the time, but I think there was people, I don't know, at the powers that be that kind of, you know, put put kind of their thumb on that, like you know, your Hulk Hogan's, your Ric Flair's, or or whatever, you know. I, I think like had it been had it been like a different situation, you know, Norton could have been like a heavyweight champion. He that dude could have went far. Yeah. He's definitely got that. He's definitely got the size. Yeah. But obviously, WCW is more interested in pushing Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and uh, like, like more of the bigger guys like Hogan, Savage, Luger, Ric Flair. Yeah. Like, I'd say like the only mid cars that really got their, I don't know, maybe Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, a little bit. Jericho here and there. Yeah. I would say DDP is the main one that got that got it that got the spotlight as a like as a mid carter going up to the heavyweight title. Yeah. He's the main one that got it. Oh yeah, I agree. He did it, and, and, and the way he did it, man, was pretty was pretty organic because at you know at first the fans you know he was a heel, and he made that slow progression to a face, and then once the NWO hit and he chose sides. That's what kind of cemented him as a babyface. So like, the fans were like, "Okay, we're gonna be with him for life now." Yeah, when he went to TNA, it was kind of like everyone, like basically when W when WCW folded, like they brought him in the WWE as mm-hmm. like kind of stalking the Undertaker, kind of like the Dexter Lumis and Miz stuff. Yeah, yeah. He used to, he used to that was weird. He used to videotape them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was so goofy. I didn't. I'll make you famous. Yeah, that's where that whole thing came from. But yeah, DDP's well, heavyweight title wise, I feel like he's the only like mid Carter that really got to go for it. I could be wrong. Yeah. But but like other guys like Jericho, Dimalenko, Benoit, Guerrero. Like they had a lot of spotlight in other titles, like the uh, cruiserweight and uh, television and other titles. Right. Hmm. Lex Luger and uh, Andy Savage. New watch Hulk Hogan's gonna have something to do with. Gonna have something to do with this. Yeah, eventually he's gonna. He's gonna he's gonna come around. This will be the match. He that he makes he, yeah, he has to be about Hulk Hogan. 
hasn't run the first three matches. Big flyer. Charles Barkley. Oh, I totally forgot in the uh, opening. The uh, well, I said every episode, but you guys like to watch it along with us. We watch it on P- uh, Peacock. Mm-hmm. Internet was like, you know, it was so bad. And if I said it, I want to. Charles Barkley. Sir mm-hmm. Charles. <laughs> If you ever get a chance to, you should you should look up um, you should look up uh, some uh, the footage with him and Shaq uh, roasting each other, with him and Shaq just clowning each other. I mean, him <laughs> it is some of the funniest stuff because him and Shaq they're like best friends, man. But they, they like to clown on each other. It's some of the funniest stuff you'll see if you ever get a chance. Check that out on YouTube. It's, it's pretty it's pretty funny stuff. Uh, Shaq Barkley and on. Barkley and Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah. It's so funny, man. It's like the rock, it's like the rock and Kevin Hart, you know. Yeah. Uh, every movie the rock and Kevin Hart's in, it's like they still have their characters, but it's still got that same chemistry in every movie they're in together. Yeah. Charles Barkley with yeah, those yeah. granny those granny pants on. <laughs> He's got him all hyped up to his <laughs> to his chest. <laughs> I want to mention something about that. <laughs> I don't know was Eric Flair, the best basketball player living. It's a, and basketball fans will continue. <laughs> I appreciate Nick. I'm looking here at the uh, the the universal title reign for Roman Reigns, and tomorrow it'd be it's gonna be his 800th day as champion. Yep. Never never gonna touch Bruno San Martino, but (laughs) yeah, you're right. You probably never see that. You probably won't see that for a long time. See, it's not just about you gotta have the right person to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you got Bob Backlund, Bruno San Martino, you know, those guys who held the championship belt he, for a long time. If he holds He's up there with them to, now. If he holds a title to WrestleMania, he'll have it for over a thousand days. Yeah. 
Then he'll be now, up there with some real legends. Now Bruno San Martino held it for like two thousand eight hundred days. He's not gonna get the two thousand. Oh no, that's a, no, he's never gonna get that. Never. He'll get he'll get to a thousand probably if he has it to WrestleMania. But still, yeah. this is you won't see this in this decade again. No, I doubt it. This, this is a one time, especially mm-hmm. in WWE, like nowadays, like back then. Like the women's championship, the great Moolah or whatever, what shells that belt for 10,000 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she and had a like, strong, she had a strong hold on that one. And then, like, Wendy Ricker, who beat her for the title, like, mm-hmm. she was born, like, Wendy Ricker was born while she was in her title ring. That's 10,000 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 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 Wendy Ricker was being born during those 10,000 days and then comes to beat. Great Moolah. Ain't that something? (laughs) Yeah. 10,000 days. You want to ever see that again? Talking about complaining. I'd be complaining. I'd be way too. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can keep that interesting. But back then, it was a lot different. But but they didn't really have weekly shows and stuff. Yeah. This is the main event. Hey, see, you notice how you notice how Luger, yeah, he's being real heel right now, but when he's around Sting, he's a totally different dude. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's 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 uh he's on he's on he play, he's playing playing both sides, I guess you can say. You'd think he Sting would have catched on. <laughs> Now, Sting, he's going to be a loyal friend to the end. Doesn't matter if you screw him over or not. <laughs> yeah, he's he's proved that in every even TNA. He and how he would constantly get matches with Ric Flair that he would and Ric Flair would turn on him. <laughs> No, this is the main event. We're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Oh, for the green, title. Got the green and uh, green and pink tights. Extra loud tights. <laughs> mm-hmm. The volume on those mugs is so loud. <laughs> I turn my sharpness, my my brightness down on my computer for those. <laughs> you know, one thing I've always I always did enjoy about Lex Luger is the way he sold whenever he would get hit. Yeah. Like he would put sound effects to it. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> That's one thing I always thought was hilarious about him. Hey, if you listen closely, he'll probably do it in this match. If you watch him hit some, he'll go, oh, oh. Hmm. 
Oh, he just did it right there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. He's, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I know that one hurt that bad. Look, it killed me when he used to do that, man. Like, this selling was, this selling was hilarious. It was a nice clothesline. Yeah. Is that Jimmy Hart with the whistle? He has a whistle too. Yeah, that's normally Bill Alfonso's thing in ECW. <laughs> so I'm not I didn't realize. I totally forgot he had a whistle on too. You're already mocking off for insane. Don't need a knockoff. But Jimmy Hart's good in his own thing. He has the uh, megaphone thing yeah. that Jimmy Hart comes out with. He has his own good thing. He, I guess, playing a heel, switching it up. Yeah. And Jimmy Hart, as 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 quiet as his kept, Jimmy Hart was a good heel manager. He was really good at being a heel manager. Yeah. Cause he'll be so annoying out there. He'll be distracting the opponent. Come on, baby. Come on, you can do it now. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's so annoying if you're if you're that opponent, man. You're listening to him. You think like, shut up. You got it, baby. You got it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can. There he goes. <laughs> Come on, you're great. You're the greatest, baby. You're the greatest. <laughs> it, doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter who he's managing. Right. <laughs> They're the best. I got to admit, that's one of the things that's part of his charm. You know, that's part of, yeah. of his charm. <laughs> it's just how annoying he could be with that with that horn. Oh, if he would uh, not move, that would have been, that would have hurt. Yeah. I swear that Luger's selling him, it just kills me. <laughs> <It's>, ow! <laughs> yes, he, he has like he got shot, you know? Yeah, you'd think he done got shot. Um, <laughs> Star K ninety five. Just then the Lagos probably gonna be on that one because I kept on like he wasn't showing him a lot in, in that commercial thing, mm-hmm. which he was he was a big part of WCW. Yeah. I mean, so far, Macho Man's been having the upper hand in this match. Yeah. 
Because so far, Macho Man's had much Lex Luger's been, ow, ow, the whole night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ow, ouch. <laughs> But I will say this the torture rack, that is a move that it that does hurt. I've been in the torture rack before. It's not comfortable. <laughs> I I wouldn't I would think it wouldn't be comfortable because you're you're back. Nah, it's it's it is pretty painful. It's a devastating it's a painful move. Nothing fake about that one. <laughs> Nothing. Especially, especially on your back. Mm-hmm. Championship committee. Hmm. <laughs> Tony, you can hear Lex Luger. He's in a lot of pain. Apparently. <laughs> <He's>, oh, yeah. <laughs> You can hear Lex Luger. He's in a lot of pain. <laughs> Everyone on TV can hear him. <laughs> yeah, we know he's in pain. Jimmy Hart out there screaming his lungs out into that bull. <laughs> right, we got a rope, rope break. So not only does he have the horn, he has the whistle too, so he's doubly annoying. <laughs> yeah. So you put the he'll put the whistle up to the to the horn and just blow it. Yeah, he's got both. But a lot of Jimmy Hart's uh attire was really cool. Like all the jackets he used to wear. Yeah. I remember when he first joined the Dungeon of Doom. He had a jacket with all the with all the members on it. That was pretty cool. That was a dope jacket. Yeah. Just in a, whenever he turned on Hogan, went and went with Giant. He wore this cool ass Dungeon of Doom jacket. That was pretty. That that was cool. Shut up, the horn. That darn whistle now. <laughs> Only Bill Alfonso can do that. But no appeal. No appeal may not may not know who Bill Alfonso is. He watches unless he watches ECW. The fans, daddy. Call it right down the middle. He got annoying. I, I see him at a few indie shows, and he got annoying with that thing. <laughs> Yeah, he knew how to annoy you, man. They got Jimmy Hart in a good position right here as a heel manager. Yeah. Annoying thing. (laughs) He's very good at that. (laughs) 
This match is getting great time. Whoa, what just happened? Did he swing at the ref? Oh, this is actually a really good match. Yeah, like every every match on this show has gotten its time. Like this episode's definitely better than the previous episode we watched, episode thirteen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, hit the referee, or he tried to. He tried. To yeah, he swung. <laughs> he swung on him. <laughs> He's like, "Whoa, what is going on there?" <laughs> Well, it was funny in Impact 2018's anniversary. It was Pentagon versus uh, Sammy Callahan. It was, it was if Pentagon lost, he had to take out his mask. But if Sammy Callahan lost, he had to shave his head. Well, Sammy Callahan threw mm-hmm. like some powder in his eyes, and Pentagon thought that he was doing a uh, like arm breaker on Sammy, but he he started beating up on the referee, and he connected the story <laughs> to the referee. Then he. Did an arm bar on the referee and almost broke his arm, it looked like. And then he went for the cover. And <laughs> it could be the other way around. That was funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Canadian destroyed on the, the referee and thought it was Sammy the whole time. <laughs> How can you mistake that? How can you mistake the two? <laughs> He had pat like that. They're selling that he had powder in his eyes, but <laughs> Lucas selling that arm. Uh, I they do that. I Slipper did that move, but he just slapped pretty savage to have a noise effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just do the move without any sound effect. <laughs> uh, David. It's funnier that who, way. <laughs> who created the Canadian Destroyer? P.D. Williams. He was in TNA. P.D. Williams. I don't, I don't care. Who, I don't care whoever. Whoever anyone else thinks it is, it's Petey Williams because he's the one that first done the move. He created the whole move. Or is he's the one that, ever since he did it, ever since he did it, everyone started taking it. It wasn't until he did it, then everyone else started doing it. So Petey Williams yeah. created the move. And it wasn't used before Petey Williams used it. I mean, now you see that move in every other match. I mean, you know. Adam Cole uses it. Pentagon uses it. Ray Phoenix yeah. uses it. Jungle Boy uses it sometimes. Remember, uh, RVD said that uh, he said that this he said that this whole generation can thank him for like for their like for their moveset. 
Because they're copying <laughs> all of his moves and his moveset. Like everyone should be thanking oh, yeah. him for like everyone, everyone should be thanking him for everyone's movesets. I don't know if I'll go that far, but I mean there are some things that he was doing back then that people are doing all the time now. But that, that's true. But he was, I wouldn't he, give I him all the credit. Heel, you know? it, was an, it was an impact. He was playing at heel, but he said that he said that like oh, half this, yeah. he said he said that like half this generation should be thanking him for their moveset. And then uh, I actually like his heel work. <laughs> I it, it was good in impact for an extent, and they made it worse when they put his wife in it. They ruined his theme song, and then yeah. he just got he just got unwatchable. That's when I I like RVD, but they they went too far with. They had a good thing going with this heel, and then they had to bring her in it. Like, I people, agree. I mean, she's a lovely woman. Don't get me wrong, but they, like, she was like, she was unnecessary. Like people thought that Sammy and Ty was something. You ain't got no idea what they were like. Yeah, you check out <laughs> check out Forbes and RVD. That was some like damn near X-rated stuff. If people think Sammy and Ty Conti something. You ain't got a clue. People were really big complaining then. <laughs> No, and if they don't complain, that's double standard. That's exactly. That. That's a lot. There's a lot of that going on. Well, Ric Flair's going to try to cross Savage. Of course, I hope. I hope someone's not fixing to come out. I think that's going to come out. Yeah. Oh, they have to come out. The show is about they to be Flair over. Clocked them. The show is about to be over and. You have to come and ruin it. They clocked Randy Savage with that one. <laughs> uh, oh, let me guess. Let me guess. It's Hulk Hogan, of course. Of course it's Hulk Hogan. It's all about him now. Now everybody focuses going, on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> show was going good all night. You see what I mean? Yeah. The last part. You see what I mean? <laughs> well, we're not gonna get a winner. That's because Hulk. No, never mind. Hulk Hogan and Lex Luger laying in the middle of the ring. Let's let's all pay attention to Hulk Hogan chasing Ric Flair. I mean, the uh, <laughs> interruption started by Ric Flair, but now we got Sting. Watch Hulk Hogan get another shot. And he hit the referee. What is was why is a cook and hitting the referee lately? <laughs> he hates that one referee. He hates Nick Patrick. He does not like Nick Patrick at all. <laughs> Every elbowed him. <laughs> it was not. Oh, the clock sting. <laughs> oh, he <hit> sting. <laughs> That's good. That was nice. And Luger ends up winning the match. So the heel goes over at the end. <laughs> but of course, Hulk Hogan comes out and makes it all about him. He has to be the center of it all. He has to be the center of it all. That's just, that's Hulk Hogan. That's how he, <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never been. I'm, I've, everybody knows I've never been a fan of his, man. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You made it. I'm not a fan. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, he's one of the biggest legends of wrestling history, but and probably will always be a big merchandise seller of all time. But, yeah. But now that you look back at it, and he's not that very talented in the ring. He's, right. he's not. He's not. And if you if you think he is, I'll power to you. But and I prefer. I mean, this. I prefer. Like I prefer Savage or Sting or yeah. Luger any day. I mean, people may not want to agree or believe it, and it's gonna be a hot take. But Savage was always better than Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry, it's true. Is there still any Hulkamaniacs out there? Well, Mikey <laughs> Willie. Uh, what's his name? Mikey Willie. He hasn't been on here. Yeah, Mikey Willie. <laughs> I think he got mad that we wasn't like Hulk Hogan. And he quit watching, but uh, he can, that's, that's his opinion. So he's gonna be a Hulkamaniac till the day he dies. <laughs> yeah. He he breathes and lives red and yellow. <laughs> I like red and yellow, but it's not. Oh, Kogan colors. Ketchup mustard. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling like oh, a sword. Yeah. <laughs> question Savage. <laughs> Sting's acting so innocent. Like, just watch the replays. You can see mm. everything that Sauer does. I mean, yeah. that uh, Luger does. The belt looks a lot better on Savage than it does Hogan. True. True facts. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. You're my friend, dude. <laughs> See, Luger's my best friend. You can't... <laughs> Luger's my soon best friend. See, on the next episode, it's going to be uh, Sting and Hogan versus Ric Flair and Arn Anderson tag match. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Waiter talking. That's what it is. Sounds like it, yeah. But, it, but this was a good episode. Like, 15 definitely beats. We did a... This was... 13 and 14. Yeah, yeah. Four, uh, four, uh, 14 definitely beats 15. Like, every match got its time. Every match was good, I thought. Yeah, they had time to breathe. It was co- it was great. I enjoyed it. Now, the next episode, Hulk Hogan did, so it might not be... Like this one, but, but hopefully next week will be uh fifteen and sixteen. Yep. That was not bad shows though. I really enjoyed both of them. I really did. I mean, it's fun going back and looking, you know, looking back on these old 
old episodes and kind of reliving them and kind of reminiscing and it's, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like I said, man, Hogan has to, he has to be the center of attention. Has to be. <laughs> I mean, it should be, this should really be between, this should really be between, you know, you know, Savage and Luger and Sting, really. Like, if you ask me, it should be more between Sting and Luger. Yeah. In that story that's going on right there, and with the with the belt and you know with the belt looming overhead, <clears throat> you should have Sting be more involved with that than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, have uh, Sting or Luger be the one to be savage for it. Yeah. Well. That's pretty much it for episode 14. That was great. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I love going back and looking at those old times. Man, it's fun reminiscing and going back looking at the replays. Yeah. It's nostalgic. Very, very nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we'll be back Wednesday for Dynamite. Uh, we're here for Rampage Friday. And then we'll do it all again next week. But uh, next week on Friday, I will not be on here. Uh, not not this Friday, but mm-hmm. following Friday, uh, I'll be actually be at Rampage. Um, I'm going to nice. full gear. I'm going to Rampage. Nice. And, I'm going to Rampage in full gear the next night. But uh, I'm pretty sure Aiden or someone will be taking over. Um, but yeah, I'll be uh, here for this week. Uh, we got Dynamite Wednesday, Rampage Friday. Um, definitely subscribe to the All Elite Zone right here. Uh, definitely check out the link, the links in the description below: Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Spotify. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of new. I put a, I've been putting a lot of new Spotify stuff up on there. So if you're in the car or working out, anywhere you go, you got the All Elite Zone. You can check out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see you guys Wednesday for Dynamite. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.